0: On E, this morning God was like, that's not what we're going to be preaching about today. We're going to be preaching about stop pretending. And what happened this morning for me, um, I have basically worked almost 24 hours. And in in my job, and what I'm about to tell y'all, what happened this morning my job cannot happen. On either job, I could not talk at all. Just got up, it was already shaky, Cause I got in at four o'clock last night from my other job as being a community prosecutor for South Dallas, shutting down illegal clubs and whatnot, seeing all the the juicy details, which I cannot share, definitely not on recording, Uh, talk to me after. Uh, But um, got home, want to put the finishing touches on the sermon that was supposed to be today, Finally went to sleep, slept for a couple hours. When I got up, I could not talk. And so for being a preacher and an attorney, you got to talk. And I could not talk. And so, and could have went first to the hot tea, could have went first to all this. We're in our sermon series, What Can Prayer Do? The thing that God is wanting us to do is go to him first. Not go to all what we think our home remedies are first. And so today's sermon is Stop Pretending. Stop pretending. We're coming out of Galatians 5.1 and also 2 Corinthians 10.5. Galatians 5.1 5, If your neighbor next to you, you know, if they don't have a Bible, share it with them. If we're going to open our Bibles up. If somebody said, well I don't know how to find Galatians, they got to uh, in the beginning, they got a little uh, table contents. But I want everybody, we're going to get our word real good today. Because this is the thing that we do, especially when we've been doing it for a long time. We pretend. You know, some of us, if you look in our car today, it's nice and clean. But you know Monday through Saturday, it's some junky mess. But you know what? Because I'm coming to church, I got to make sure it's clean. Some of us have done that all of our life. Well, when we come to church, we put on our airs, We put on our, our, our church clothes. And it's a time and point where we got to take off the church clothes and we got to be on the real clothes. And when I say the church clothes, I'm talking about the things that we know that's going to make everybody else feel good, they're going to make us all look you know, spiritual, they're going to make us look like we're growing in the Lord. No. When we are struggling at home, but we're telling everybody, I'm good. The Bible talks about that. Say, if you have sin in your life, if you're struggling, you need to go to your elders and so forth. But what we do, what we have done... For a long time, we'll say, you know what, I don't want you to know how I'm struggling. We have deacons who are struggling at home, who have not been good fathers, who have not been good husbands, but are struggling with this. We have pastors who are struggling right now in in just the addiction of pornography. We have ladies who, you know what, they're struggling with all the angry issues and the the luggage they, they carry, all that baggage, but they're struggling. But when we get to church, we want to protect. 10, like, you know what? I got it. I'm good. Praise the Lord. Bless the favor. You know, we want to throw out all our clean shades. The Lord's been good to me. You know, and somebody says, well, how you doing? Well, I won't complain. Baby, it might be good for your soul to complain. It might be good to your soul to release. Because we have come to a point where we are storing so much within us that we're struggling. So what happens when God says, I'm going to stop And so that's why I got to this point. I got to stop pretending. We have our struggles. And I'm trying, I'll be honest with you, I'm trying to maintain so many different things in my life. I don't know what I'm doing today. Lord, mercy. I'm like, good gracious. I'm trying to be at this meeting for this, that meeting for this. I'm trying to make sure the stuff with the city good. I'm trying to make sure the stuff with the church is going good. I'm trying to never neglect my own family. And at, and at the end of the day, the person that really getting jacked up is me. So if me getting jacked up, that means the job won't be jacked up. That means church going to be. So in the end, it's going to be jacked up. Because I'm up here trying to maintain everything. I'm trying. I want you to hear key phrases, key words. I'm trying to maintain everything, but then I'm struggling. I'm sick and my voice is about to give out, not because I've been yelling and screaming somewhere, but because I've been on the go everywhere. On the go. And so when we get to the point where it says, it was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to the yoke of slavery. St. Corinthians 10.5 says, We demolish arguments, very pretense, that set itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought that to make it obedient to Christ. See, we have these masks. And if I had more time, if the Lord really had let me get more time to work this out, I would have brought in a mask. We know Halloween is coming up. They got these masks. We have a mask of pride. See, when we have this mask of pride, pride will not allow you to let others help you. And and why do we need to to stop pretending And we're talking about prayer? Because our prayer life normally reflects our pretending. We don't get real with ourselves because we want to get in our prayer life like, Lord, just help me uh, just make it through the day. You know what your real struggle is. Lord, help me not cuss these folks out. God wants us to get that real and that honest with with uh, with him. When you look at David, David was getting real in Psalms with God. When you get in Psalm 51, he said, I have sinned against you, O Lord. I have sinned against you, O Lord. He's getting real with himself because he's getting real with his God. God does not mind us getting real and honest. That's what he wants. You cannot have a real relationship if we're going to fake and shake. But we fake and shake ourselves. We have this pride, this mask of, this this pride mask going on, and we're struggling inside. We sometimes will lie to ourselves, though. You know, I'm doing all right. You know, it's everybody else is messing up. See, pride will not allow you to say, you have made the mistake. Pride will blame other people. Pride will then also, you will not receive the help. And when you don't receive the help, you once again will blame other people. Well, they would do right by me, da-da-da-da-da. Pride will get you in some some situations that are destroying your life. Pride, will, and I want you to understand, while we're pretending, we're blocking our blessings. See, because just like anybody, you know, when I said uh, a shut mouth don't get fed, when you needed help, God wants to help you. He's sending you help, but your your pride is so like I don't need that. You know? Do you know who I am? I'm this and that. And, and I had got to a point in my own self where I was sitting in meetings about. Situations in Dallas, especially South Dallas, and, and it was the one person who was saying to me, "You know, they need to hurry up." And another person told me, "These people in South Dallas need to clean it up." And they—they and they meant there was some other overtones when they said it. And I sat there. I'm like, "Wow, I'm in these rooms. Why, Lord? Because really, it was a part of me that I'd like to quit." Because I'm tired of faking, shaking. I'm tired of politicking. I'm tired of, of you got to really keep your eyes open because you could go to jail because these other people are doing some stuff that could be illegal. So you got to watch these people because separate yourself from that. I'm tired of it. But God said, I put you in this room because somebody needs to be an advocate. You're going to speak the truth or you're not going to speak the truth, Mark. What are you going to do? And speaking the truth don't always make you popular. But see, when you have the mask on, you, you don't ask for any help. See, because when we're in these environments, these masks that we put on, especially this mask, I'm, I'm on pride right now, when we on pride mask, I'm not gonna tell you I'm struggling. I'm not going to tell you that as a single mother, I'm struggling raising my children. I'm not going to tell you as as a father, I'm struggling because I'm trying to figure out something that was not always taught to me by being a father. Bill Cosby can't teach everything. So so I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling how how do I how do I teach my son how to be a man when in this day and age it's so much against especially a black boy to be everything else but a man? How do I do that as a man? Now then I flip it, and I think about my congregation. How does my single mothers teach a boy how to be a man? and do that. And I can see us as men in here. And I hope all the men understand that when these children are gravitating to us, it's because they're saying, I want a father figure in my life. But see, when we have these, these, these masks on, we won't say anything. We'll get upset. Well, how dare you? I'm doing a good job. You're doing the best job you can. I'm doing the best job I can. It's more than likely not a good job. But we're doing the best we can because I need God's strength to get me through this. I need God's strength. I I know now of all time why I can see why uh, a person will shake their child. <laughs> I mean, uh, parents understand? Hey, because you like told you about the hundred times. I said nicely. I did time out. I did. I did all that, and I even put out a switch. And now you just not understanding, and you are frustrated. I said I can see now. They don't want to put me on the jury. I'm like, well, man, he needed some probation. Man, he needed some counseling. But what I'm trying to say is that when we have that that mask pride, we will not. Get help. So, we go from the the mask that is pride, then we go to the mask that's tradition. See, we will do something for tradition's sake. You know, we'll come in for tradition's sake. Well, you know, we always did this every Thanksgiving. Does that mean it was right? Well, well, you know what, we only do Lord's Supper uh, at night on first Sunday. Well, why? Because Jesus rose up on Sunday morning, and and it was supper. Well, well that's not biblical, right? Because you're mixing two things together. But for tradition's sake, I got this mask on. This is what we do. For tradition sake, you may not see your parents do devotions together, pray together, love together, kiss one another, hold hands. For tradition sake, for tradition sake, can teach me some bad habits. So I got this mask on that this is what I've seen, this is what I know, since tradition will help us not innovate. We had to watch a mask of pride, then we gotta watch the mask of tradition. See, tradition will also, especially my ladies do a single, well, tradition says, well, my daddy was like this. So now I'm looking for that kind of guy. Well, tradi- if we're gonna be honest, was the tradition right? If we're gonna be honest, sometimes our father or mother was not right in that. You may not need to look for your mama or your daddy in that next house. You may not need to repeat some of their mistakes. Meantime, we're not thinking, we're just doing. God is saying, I want you to think. I want you to, to, to come back. I want you to come back. So, so you got that, that mask of pride, that mask of tradition. But I don't want you to understand that tradition is evil because it's not. Because see, we got mask of progress. Well, we're gonna do it like this, cause now it's modern and we're gonna do it like this. It's like me saying that we will never, ever get in our Bible because we we got the PowerPoint. It's like, no, y'all don't need to bring your Bible to get a Bible app. Y'all good? You might need to get you a book, but meantime we have a mask of progress, and then we will throw out everything. So what I'm trying to tell you, we win all these masks. And we're pretending. Then we have a up position. Some of us have been blessed, and and we know we've been blessed. Whoever uh, talk with somebody and they know they've been blessed. Oh, you know, I uh, met with the mayor today, and uh, da, da da. And they want to. Uh, oh, or oh, you know, I got the new p- uh, promotion today, and uh, it's about five percent increase. Ha ha ha. You talk with these folks, and they're gonna name drop you to death. You know, uh, because I got this position, I'm somebody. Because I went to this place, I'm somebody. Because I went to this school, I'm somebody. Because I know these people, I'm somebody. And this is what I want you to understand. God saying, it's not what you've been through, it's who you truly know. Do you know Jesus Christ? How many times are we name dropping Jesus? Because we're name drop. you know, uh, uh, I met with Emmett Smith, he's about to give us a donation. And, uh, you know, when we get like that, and we we. Been around people like that, and I'm not gonna tell you. It does not feel good when somebody know your name. Who like he know my name? When a man said my name, I like he know my name. And then I had to start thinking later on. He know my name, but he ain't doing nothing for me. I ain't got no extra paycheck because he know my name. Now, like they said my name at a council meeting. I, I got all these emails. May feel good. Now once again, I ain't get no extra paycheck for that. Just because they said my name don't mean nothing. I'm still out here grinding at midnight by myself with the police. They ain't out here with me. So what does that mean? It don't mean anything. I need to start name-dropping Jesus because this in the end, I could lose all of that, but I would never lose Jesus. I could lose my job. I would never lose Jesus. I could lose my house. I would never lose Jesus. And this is why I say I would never lose Jesus because he's gonna take care of me. He's never gonna forsake me nor leave me. It's gonna be some people who, who said your name one day nicely. Oh, you know, Kelly does a great job. She's a great principal part and the next day oh you know she one of the worst principals of all time oh you know Charnell's a great teacher but you know what I think it's time to let Charnell go you know it's some folks that will talk your name and praise you one day and the next day and, and it will even be the next day it be the same day they didn't told you to your face oh Beverly you play the piano well then get over here man we got to find out a new position a uh, new musician you got some folks like that but you know what Jesus does the same Jesus that was there at the beginning of creation, the same Jesus that was on the cross, and the same Jesus today, the same God that we serve that created the heavens and the earth, and the same God today, he does not change. So the same love he has for you back then, he has for you now. But we got to stop this pretending because we want to pretend on that mask of position, and your position can ultimately change quickly. Amen? So now, didn't you start with the ISD? A couple months later, they said, "Uh, oh, we have kind of not put our funds together right, so uh, we can help you find that job though, right? You thought, well, I'm gonna be set up. I, I got all my stuff together, I'm ready to teach, and in October, we're uh, we gonna put a job fair for you. You see, positions can change. The same folks that praised you can be the same folks that you. Positions can change. So then we go from position to change, then we got we that mask of position, right? Then we got the mask of speciality. Many of us have, have rolled that mask of speciality for a long time. We come to church, we sing, we got Kirk Franklin playing, or Fred Hammond, or or, or Mahalia, or or Jane Cleveland. We got, you know, we got all the little cliches going. We got the Blessed Holly Fever going. We got the, uh, uh, you know, 99 uh, ain't gonna do. We got all that. You know, go get your blessing. We got all of that. We watch TBN here and there, you know, we know God, we know all of that, we know all of that, we know how to do it, but see, do you have a realness with Christ? See, some of us have had a fake relationship for a long time. And Christ knows that. Christ said himself, "It's going to be some people who said they preached, they sang, they did all that. And I'm going to say, I never knew you. See, when you have a mask, you're pretending. You see, on Halloween, you know, some of us are going to dress up like Ninja Turtles. You're not no real Ninja Turtle. <laughs> you, you, ain't, you ain't real. Some of us are up like two men. You can't fly. But you dressed up like it. You see, we dressed up like it. See, someone has dressed up like the Christian. You know, we got our Bible, and we can quote John three sixteen. Don't ask me about seventeen. That's John three sixteen. And, and we we won't quote it. And then you know you know what the shortest verse in the Bible is? Jesus will. Amen. And we will do that. And then, but we have no relationship with the person that wrote the story. God is saying, we got to stop pretending. See, we hold back. There's some folks that have not come down to this altar and said, I want to say, Jesus Christ is my present Savior. I want to turn my life over to him because I got to pretend. Because there's some folks that may have never truly had a relationship with Jesus Christ ever. Ever. And they might be 80 years old today. Why not accept him today? Well, I got to keep pretending. I can't let everybody know I've been struggling for this long. Some of us could can, can be deacons and treasurers and whomever. I can't come down there and say, you know what? I've been living a fake life. Because what would people think? We, we, have, to, we have to change our thinking. God does not care about what they think. He said, you should care about what I think. Then and this, I want us to get to the truth. It's not about putting God first. It's not. I want to sink that in. It's not about putting God first. Because if I put God first, I got to put something second, right? I got to put something third. I got to put something fourth. It's about putting God, period, on it. And then letting everything flow out of that. Let God say what's second, third, fourth, fifth. It's not about me setting God's agenda. It's about God setting my agenda. It's not about me saying, God, can you do this? He's not my secretary. He's not my assistant. See, God should be my director. If I acknowledge God in all things that I do, that means he's on top of everything. Then I'm saying, I'm not going to lean upon my own understanding. Then he has promised, I will direct your path. But when I say I'm going to put God first, I'm saying, God, I understand what you're saying, but I want to put the second. Do you see the difference? The difference is I'm not trying to set God and trying to direct God. I'm saying, God, not allow. I'm saying, God, I submit myself. Because even allowing is saying, God, I'm going to allow you to come in. Like allowing somebody to come and clean your house. You you still own the house. I'm going to allow you to come in clean. Thank you. you clean over there. Get that. You got to get that right there. That's been, a, that's been a mess over there for a long time. We do that to God. I'm going to allow you to come in clean my life, Lord. Come on, right there. I need you to get that relationship right there. Thank you, Lord. Oh, that's clean now. Thank you. Instead, God is saying, I don't want your allowance. I want your submission. See, when I submit, you got, it's your house now. You, you running this now. Does God run your life? Does God, is God in control of you? Or have you submitted everything to the Lord? See, some of us want to submit just a portion and take the rest. God is saying, do I have the full commitment of your life? See, when I let go of the mask, then I can live Galatians 5.1. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. See, when I let go of the mask that, yes, I have been taught to do, and and I'm really letting go, Christ said, I have come to set you free. So therefore, stand firm. Well, how do I stand firm? I got to start keeping it real. I got to start pretending. I got to start changing some things (coughs) that I thought that was right. I may be wrong. I may know that how I was raised was not the right way. And when I say the right way, you know what I'm talking about. When we have things and situations at home where you might grow up in a pastor's house, deacon's house, or just a churchgoer's house. Or even the Christmas, Easter, Mother's Day house. And you knew when we go to church, we wear our best. And we don't let anybody understand how we're struggling at home. But you need help. First, you need Christ Jesus. And he says, I want you to stand firm. I set you free, but I don't want you to be easily entangled by all them things again. Because we have accepted Jesus Christ, but some of us have stopped living like Christ is in us. Some of us have households that if people knew how we were living, they would be, oh, I'm in shock. But God is saying, I want, if those folks are say, I'm in shock, then those folks, if they also pretending. Because I want you to be a part of a church that says, well, let's pray. Let's pray. Don't want to get the high tea because your voice is struggling. Let's pray first. Let's get some quiet time first. Maybe I need to get with you really deep now. Let's get there because some of us have grown in churches that we would never tell our business to Because we are so afraid of what other folks will say and we know we'll be a part of the gossip meal. Some of us have left churches because of that, amen? Because you have been the gossip person Oh, you know, can you believe that? Can you believe that? She had a baby What? Yeah, she ain't married now See, that's what they always say, right? You know she got pregnant What? Not digging so-and-so. Yeah. You know, look at, she ain't all that. See, when you in those situations, I want you to understand, man, they pretending too. You gotta get out of a pretending atmosphere. You gotta get in an atmosphere that is about Christ Jesus, that is truly Christ-centered. I understand from the preacher on down, it's been some places that we all been pretending, When well, we come and we shake and fake for church, but God is saying today, I want us to be real. I want us to take away the mask, and I want you to put on the true nature of who you are now, if you're in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus says, I have made you a new creature, but when we do, we sometimes won't stand firm, we get shaky. People coming around, we shaking. We don't know what we're doing, we're shaking. said, I want you to stand firm. I want you to stand firm on a solid rock. Don't worry about how they're gonna say about you. Tell them what you struggle with. Somebody in here has struggled with homosexuality. Someone in here has struggled with drug addiction. Someone in here has struggled with anger problems. Don't be ashamed of your past. Let your past be the testimony for those who may be struggling today with it. See, we got to stop pretending that we never had a struggle, and we got to let people know the struggle. That's why I love Paul. Paul always told everybody, you know, I used to uh, persecute y'all. Yeah, I, I just want to kill y'all. But Jesus saved me. He always, but Jesus saved me. That's why I love David. David, like, you know what? I got some jacked up stuff. I got some jacked up stuff, and he wrote it for everybody to see. I got some jacked up stuff. And David went through a, a season of pretending, and he lost almost everything off of that. We have to stop pretending and be real with ourselves. And then we got to let our ego put that to the side and submit our life to Christ. Last thing I want you to know... <laughs> that he has set us free, and he has asked us to stand firm. What has Christ freed you from? What has he freed you from? His first freed me from the sting of death. What has he freed you from? Have he broken the bonds of drug addiction on you? Has has he restored a marriage that was about to break down all the way? Has he got your mind right when everybody said you just crazy? Has He restored some other relationships? Mothers, daughters, cousins, nieces, whomever. Has He done that? God has done all of that. And I'm going to ask you, if god and I'm not telling you, if God has not done that, I want you to check yourself. The thing is, He asked us to examine ourselves. But we don't like to do that. We want to just say, I'm doing good. When you know you're struggling, some of my leaders, I know they are struggling. Sometimes I'm waiting for them to tell me, come on. So I ask, how you doing? I'm fine. Baby, I know you're not fine. Tell your pastor, you alright? It's alright to say I'm struggling. I want you to understand, Victory Baptist Church is not about victory as you think you think it is. Because see, a lot of times we just want to hear the success stories. No, I want the progress reports too. It's all right to say, you know what? I'm struggling. I, I, I don't know what to do with these children. I don't, my prayer life is terrible. I don't know what to do on this job. I'm lost. I'm so confused. I'm beaten down. I'm tired. And I want you to understand, I'm just not going to return with, with the Lord will renew your strength. He'll mount up with wings as eagles. We'll fly. Now, I, I'm going to tell you that, but I'm going to say, let's pray. Let's have a prayer that we really talk to God. Let's come together and let's check up on one another. Let's build one another up. Because I don't want to just throw a verse at you and then leave you. I don't want to be a drive-by Christian anymore. I know we all have done that. But well, I'm praying for you. And we walk away. I'm praying for you. Now, I mean, y'all, we're shooting better than Pookie. I'm praying for you. Just praying to build. I'm praying for you. But you know you ain't at the house praying for anybody. I want us to get to the point when we just stand, stand still. Let's pray right now. Somebody is going through right now today Somebody right now at their house is a mess. In their life, it's a mess. In their marriage, it's a mess. Their relationship with their children, it's a mess. They are ready to quit their job. They're ready to quit their family. They are ready to quit. And I'm telling you, there is a God that says, it's good. You at the point of ready to quit, and you're probably ready to submit. So you ready to submit, let me be your director. Let me be your God. Let me be your Lord. I just don't want to be your Savior. I want to be your Lord. Let me show you what I can do. Let me show up show out and show off in your life. You may not become a millionaire because you became a Christian. But what i want to tell you, you have eternal, eternal, eternal joy because you're going to be with me forever. You don't have to worry about hell because the worst part about hell was this. That I'm not going to be there. You have never experienced a day in your life without me. So this is what I want to tell you. I want to invest in your life today. So, God is saying, I want you to understand. I came here to free you. And now I need you to stand firm. But it's not on your strength that you're going to stand firm. It's going to be on the strength of me. God said, I got your back. I got your front. I got you. So, today, can we stop pretending, church? Can we stop pretending? I know it's hard to let go of the mask. But I'm telling you, can we stop pretending? Is anybody ready to let go of the Mass this morning? Some of us may have just come in this church and say, you know what? I'm a good person. I'm going to heaven. That's not going to save you. Somebody may come in here where I'm blessed and I'm highly favored. That's not going to save you. You may have come in here and say, you know what? I got it together. I'm fine. Tell the truth to yourself. You need Jesus Christ. You need Him. You need Him. You need him. You know how much you have struggled. You know the realness of you. And you looked in the mirror and said, Lord, I need you more than Alpha. So why not today that you come on down front and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Don't worry about what everybody else is going to say. Just be focused on Jesus Christ. And if you don't have a church home, you don't have a church home, I'm going to tell you, victory trying to be a little different. We're just trying to be biblical. Where your struggle is, need to be my struggle. Where your mourning is, need to be my morning. What your tears are, need to be my tears. But understand, I know a God that told me, we been made and do it for a night. But joy. Come in the morning. I know a God that said he got that promise for me. So I'm going to tell you, while we mourn, God is building us up for the joyness of him. So if anybody want to come and say, I want to become part of victory, come on down. And then lastly, if you say, I got a prayer, Pastor. I'm struggling. I'm a Christian. I want to let the pretending mass go. Then today, come on down. Because he said, I came to set you free. Won't you take your freedom? It's time to take your freedom. Anyone want to be free? Anyone want to be free? Somebody need to take their freedom this morning.